Hey, you spooky good humans. I'm your host, Nicole, and welcome back to Murdered and Missing. The story I have for you today brings us back to Pennsylvania, where we're going to be discussing the puzzling 2005 disappearance of Ray Grykar, the Center County District Attorney. The circumstances around his disappearance will leave you shaking your head and questioning which theory you believe. Let's dive in. Ray Frank Greikar was born in Cleveland, Ohio on October 9, 1945, where he would eventually attend the University of Dayton as an undergrad, and he would go on to get his JD from Case Western Reserve University School of Law. After getting his JD, Ray would become the prosecutor for Cayuga County and specialize in prosecuting rape and murder cases. And in 1969, after graduation, Ray would go on to marry his first wife, Barbara. Eventually, the pair would adopt their only child, Laura, in 1978. And in 1980, the family would move to State College, Pennsylvania, because Barbara got a job working for Penn State University. Go State! Sorry, had to throw that in there. That is my alma mater from my undergrad. Now, at this time, Ray decided to become a stay-at-home dad and spend his days with their daughter, Laura. However, sometime after this, the Center County District Attorney, David Grine, would actually offer Ray the assistant DA position, and Ray would eventually accept. And in the 1985 election, Ray would then run for the district attorney position, and he won by a margin of 600 votes. Now, when Ray first took office, his role, excuse me, was part-time, but he had campaigned to make it a full-time position. And in 1996, that campaign was successful. Now, Ray was also re-elected back into office in 1989, 1993, 1997, and in 2001. Now, while Ray was in office, he did decline to press charges against former Penn State assistant coach Jerry Sandusky. Now, this piece of information is very important for later on, so bear with me as you'll see when we get to theories while this, why this is going to circle back. Now, in 1991, Ray and Barbara would end up divorcing. He would then later remarry in 1996, but a divorce again and in, two, in 2001. And in 2002 slash 2003, sometimes sources weren't very clear, Ray and his girlfriend, Patty Fornicola, moved in together and they were together at the time of his disappearance. And in 1996, Ray's older brother, Roy, actually disappeared from Westchester, Ohio. Sadly, Roy's body was found one week later in the Great Miami River, and his death would be ruled a suicide. Now, I know you're probably wondering why I'm mentioning Roy in Ray's story, but again, when I get to theories, this is going to be very important because Roy's suicide is actually going to be brought up periodically throughout the investigation into Ray's disappearance. Now, I wanted to make sure that you guys had this little bit of background information because this background information is going to be very important when we talk about um, theories later on 
and just everything throughout Ray's life. So now that we have that little bit of background on who Ray was, let's talk about the day he disappeared. It was a warm spring day on April 15th, 2005, just eight months before he was set to retire, when Ray would call his live-in girlfriend around 11.30 a.m. to tell her that he was going to play hooky for the rest of the afternoon, and he was going to go for a little drive. He hopped into his red Mini Cooper and headed down Route 192 to Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. Sadly, this would be the last time that anybody would hear from Ray. Patty would come home from her job at the Center County Courthouse, and she didn't see a note or anything from Ray, but knew that he was taking a mini road trip. So she wasn't too concerned, and she headed to the gym. However, when she came home after the gym and still didn't see any signs of Ray, this is when she became worried, and by 11.30 that night, when Ray still wasn't home, Patty called the police. And not following normal, like, standard missing person protocol, police immediately put out a bolo to other police departments so that they would be on the lookout for Ray's red mini Cooper. Now, forgive me, but why is it that when... We see adult missing persons cases. We don't always get the same response as we see in this case. Don't get me wrong. Ray de deserved to have the police immediately begin investigating because he went missing under suspicious circumstances. But if we think back to the Brandon Swanson's case, police told his family that he was, quote, allowed to be missing, end quote. And that's simply because he was an adult. Ray's an adult, but Ray is missing under suspicious circumstances. Brandon's parents were on the phone with him when their child disappeared. All I'm saying is there should be like a national standard when it comes to missing persons cases. This whole wait 24 hours, 48 hours thing is a load of crap. Both of these men disappeared under suspicious circumstances, so it would only be fair if both cases were treated with the same gusto as Ray's case in, you know, it's just, it baggles my mind why we don't see the same standard for all missing persons cases. But I digress, let me get off my little tangent. On April 16th, 2005, the search for Ray is going to ramp up at this point. Police are going to launch air and ground searches, and they're going to be searching all along Route 192. And they're doing this because this is where we know Ray was last seen. And later that day, a Pennsylvania state trooper is actually going to call in to report that he found Ray's Mini Cooper parked across the street from an antique market in Lewisburg. And inside the car, police are going to find Ray's cell phone, but that cell phone's turned off. And they also find cigarette ash on the passenger side of the vehicle. And this is something of note and something that kind of made me go, hmm, because in doing my research, I found that Ray was not a smoker and he 
detested the habit and he did not like being around the habit. So who else was in the car that day? And if Ray didn't like smoking as much as all of these reports say he didn't like smoking, why would he allow that person who was with him that day to smoke inside of his vehicle? Something isn't adding up. Were they in there with the car or were they in there, excuse me, with Ray in the car or were they in the car after Ray left or was disposed of or something? This person and this cigarette ash, it it, it drummed up a lot of questions for me and unfortunately I don't have a lot of answers and I hate that. Now, while police were searching his vehicle, they also were looking for his government-issued laptop, but they couldn't find it. So they checked his home, they checked his office, they checked anywhere that they could think of that this laptop could potentially be, and it was nowhere. So they were unable to find his laptop, which, again, back to the theories, is what's on this laptop? What happened to Ray and what is on this laptop? So police are also going to check his bank accounts and his credit cards. And they're going to continuously monitor both of those to see if there is any activity, which police do not find any. Now, the following day on April 17th, several witnesses are going to come forward. And they're going to state that they had seen Ray's car and, quote, a mystery woman end quote. So is this mystery woman the person who left the ash? Maybe. I don't know. This woman may potentially have been seen with him at this antique market, which is across from where Ray's car was found. But that little tidbit um, hasn't been confirmed. So I don't know how much weight to put in with the mystery woman and Ray at the market. Now, on this day, state troopers and um, local police are actually going to bring in bloodhounds. And I'm not sure if it's local police um, or state troopers who brought in the bloodhounds, but they are they are brought in. So, excuse me. Um, but they were sadly unsuccessful in picking up or tracking Ray's scent. And police would eventually search the Susquehanna River, which is um, under where one of the bridges that um, is going to come up in a little bit. The the Susquehanna River does run along Route 192 and a bridge that is going to come up later is going to be pertinent um, as will the Susquehanna River. Now the following day on April 18th, the family is going to gather for a press conference and they're going to put out a plea to the public and to him directly. And his daughter, Laura, she left one of like the most heartbreaking sentences that I think that I have ever read. I could not imagine having to say this about my father because it just, it just breaks my heart. She said, quote, my heart aches deeply, very deeply for your presence. My father is elderly. He lives with me. I help take care of him. I can only imagine the bond that Laura and her father shared, and it seemed to be very strong, so my heart breaks for her. It 
It really does. And during this press conference, Patty is actually also going to speak. And she says, quote, please call us. We will wait for as long as we need, end quote. And during this press conference, police um, reportedly told reporters that his brother, now this is Roy coming up again, disappeared under similar circumstances back in 1996. However, as I mentioned earlier, Roy was found a week later, so there isn't too much to go on with this. They are thinking that maybe there is some genetic um, mental illness. We do know that mental illness is genetic, and if one sibling does have a mental illness and complete suicide, there is a predisposition for another sibling to potentially have a mental illness um, to where they could potentially also complete suicide. But medical records are examined and, and combed through, and they don't think that's the case with Ray. We know that Roy was successful in the completion of suicide, but we don't think that's what happened to Ray. And on this day, the FBI is actually going to be brought in to help with the investigation. And then on April 19th, this is just four days after Ray disappeared, his case is going to briefly make national headlines. However, it's very brief. And it's unclear why his case was bumped from the national spotlight. I, I couldn't find much. It was like a little blip on the national news headline and it, it it didn't make much sense as to why there wasn't a lot of national headlines and and why this wasn't making national news this is the district attorney for center county he has gone missing under suspicious circumstances if it was 2022 it would be plastered everywhere i'm trying to rack my brain. I was 15 in 2005. So I'm like trying to rack my brain to see what was going on back then. But I don't really remember anything that kind of like sticks out in my brain. I remember hearing about this case, that's for sure. But again, I was local to Center County, uh, well local-ish. So I don't know, maybe that's why I remember it. But I don't remember it being in the public spotlight. Now, three months later, though, in July of 2005, a fisherman is actually going to find the missing laptop. And the missing laptop is going to be found in the Susquehanna River. That's right, folks. The same river that was searched previously when Ray went missing. This fisherman discovers his computer under the Route 45 bridge, which is and just a few feet away from his laptop they're actually going to find the hard drive. So the hard drive was taken out of the laptop. Now, the hard drive was so damaged that they were unable to pull any data or anything of note, cover, whatever that techie lingo is from the laptop. But what they do note um, in my research is that while searching Ray's home computer, there were some suspicious searches like how to wreck a hard drive, how to fry a hard drive, water damage to a notebook computer. But it's unclear who did those searches. So remember, 
Ray and Patty live in the home together. So it could have been Ray, but it could have been Patty. And from everything I've seen, Patty was never a person of interest or a person um, that they even looked into further when it came to Ray's disappearance. So was it Ray who made those searches? Or did Ray have a mistress? Was the mistress in the home? And did the mistress do this? Is she the mystery woman from the day he disappeared? I don't know. By August 2007, two years and four months after Ray disappeared, the Belfont police would continue to pursue leads and try and find Ray. The then lead detective, Daniel uh, Zagney, please forgive me if I'm saying that wrong, told PenLive, quote, he's still a missing person. We have nothing to show that there was a homicide, a suicide, or that he up and walked away, end quote. He said this after a tip came in that this is one of the stranger theories I've ever seen, was that Ray was a member of the audience of the Oprah Winfrey show. Um, I don't know. Uh, but that is all the information that I could find on that little tidbit. Now, stemming from pressure uh, from the public and Ray's family, a task force was actually formed in March of 2010. This is five years after his disappearance. And according to a PenLive article used in this week's source material, the task force meets monthly and is still involved in this investigation. However, that article is actually from 2015. And from what I've seen, they are still actively meeting and investigating. Um, the most recent article I found, I think was from 2021. So it's possible that they're still meeting. Now the following July, um, 2011, authorities are going to get their next wild theory. And authorities are actually going to be led to Utah, where a photo was circulating of a John Doe who was in custody out in Utah that bore a striking resemblance to Ray. I've seen the photos and it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little strange. It like doppelganger level, like looked a lot like him. Um, later though, this inmate is going to be identified as a 61 year old man from New Mexico and it is not right. In the same month, uh, this is July, 2011, his daughter, Laura is going to push for a center County judge to declare Ray legally dead. And an attorney representing Laura and the rest of the family said, quote, we believe that given the massive publicity, pl publicity, uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I think my brain just shut down for a minute, <laughs> publicity and massive investigation, it's safe to say he's deceased now. And again, my heart breaks for Laura and her family. I cannot imagine how painful it must have been for them to come to that decision. To say, you know what? We can't find dad. Let's make this decision. And my heart 
goes out to her. Now, in November of that year, news of the indictment against Jerry Sandusky is going to reveal that Ray decided not to press charges against Sandusky back in 1998, and this brought renewed attention back to Ray's case. And according to reporting by the Altoona Mirror Report in September of 2013, a former member of a motorcycle club informed authorities that Ray was killed in retaliation for a prison sentence handed down to another member of their club. And... This informant repeat, like reportedly, excuse me, stopped talking short of taking authorities to the location of Ray's body. Now, this information came to light because of the indictment against um, Sandusky. So, again, we're seeing that tie back in. Now, the status of this lead, though, is unclear, but according to Penn Live, authorities have declined to comment on this lead. And I have not been in the podcasting game long enough to fully determine or decipher what it means when authorities decline to comment. Either, I think, in my opinion, either it's because they kind of believe this lead and they're following up on it and they're tracking it down and they're trying to get this informant to talk and lead them to Ray's body or it's garbage and they don't even want to um what's the word I'm looking for entertain the idea so I don't know so this original lead was from back in 2011, and it was reported in 2013, but it would be one more year until we would see the state police get involved in Ray's disappearance. Now this is 2014 at this point. This is nine years after Ray disappeared that the Pennsylvania State Police announced that they're going to take over the investigation and they're going to take on the lead agency role. And Belfont police had previously been handling the case because, quote, state police didn't want the case. I'm sorry, what? Why would they not want the case? That doesn't make sense. Um, and between 2005, when the FBI originally got involved to now, I don't know. I was unable to find the status of the FBI being involved in this case. But what I do know is that according to Belfont police, they state state police did not want the case. So I'm not really sure. But um, since then, so from 2014 to present, the state police are now following up on leads and they're investigating, you know, these previous um, leads and these previous theories. And they're going to even investigate some even more outlandish theories. So we got the Utah man that we talked about earlier. And then apparently there was a sighting of Ray in Texas. They followed up on that one not right. There were some theories that Ray was lured to the river, that is the Susquehanna River, where his laptop was found, and he was lured there by a mistress. And allegedly, this mistress was spotted with him the day that he disappeared. We don't know. But 
if this was a mistress, which I don't think it was, I, it didn't seem like from my research, it didn't seem like Ray was the type of guy to, um, cheat on a spouse, you know, he, yes, he was divorced two times, but from everything that I was reading about him and in my investigation, minus the whole declining to indict Jerry Sandusky, he seemed like a pretty decent guy. I mean, he consecutively won, um, you know, being the DA for, what was it? nine seven nine seven to nine years he won by a margin of 600 votes it just it doesn't seem like Ray's the type of guy to have a mistress so I, I don't subscribe to the theory that it was a mistress that was with him and that this mistress you know, killed him and lured him there and stole the laptop or the mistress husband because she was cheating as well I don't I don't know. There were some pretty crazy theories. Like I said, I, I don't subscribe to those. Okay, so I just, I just, I don't know. Alright, so let's, let's kind of rein it back in. So, oops, sorry, I just hit the mic. So in one article by Penn Live, they talked to a former detective on the case and he describes a meeting between him and an informant. Now, I don't know if this informant is the same informant from the motorcycle club, but this theory, this theory, hmm, I wish y'all could see my face. This theory, I, I, I kind of, I kind of feel some weight behind this one, some heat behind this one. Okay. So during this meeting, the informant said, quote, you and your people need to know what you're getting into that what you're doing could be dangerous, end quote. How can the investigation of the disappearance of Ray be dangerous? Unless it was related to this un, well, it's not unnamed. It is named. I'm just not naming it. Motorcycle club. All I'm saying is there, there seems to be a little heat and a little, you know, coincidence kind of happening here. I don't know. So, like I said, how can the investigation be dangerous? Was he wrapped in, up in something that he shouldn't have been? Was this mysterious informant, I don't know, tied into that homicide theory like I mentioned earlier with the motorcycle club? I don't know. But what I do think is that someone that Ray prosecuted was prosecuting or someone close to someone that Ray had prosecuted, was prosecuting, probably killed him in retaliation. And I, I personally, that's what I subscribe to. So I would be curious to know what you guys think. I'm, I'm going to post a poll in the Facebook group because, like I said, there are so many theories surrounding this case and I'm curious to know what you guys think. Now, there's also a lot of theories surrounding um, the Sandusky indictment and the debacle that kind of falls under this umbrella of theories. That's what I'm referring to it as, is an umbrella of theories because there is like one main theory, 
right? Disappeared, right? It's not a theory. It's more of a fact. But then we have like all these other theories coming off of this fact. So there are leads that were followed, phone calls that were made, and every stone was, it was turned, okay? There was no stone left unturned. My brain is malfunctioning, y'all. I am really sorry. It. I have been prepping for Thanksgiving. I had Friendsgiving with my cheer team. I just, my brain is toast plus master's degree. I'm sorry. So they did follow up on some promising suspects, but those suspects had alibis and Ray's body is never found. So they're thinking that somebody related to Sandusky disposed of Ray. I don't know. Not related in the sense of like blood relation, but somebody close to him. I don't know. The guy is, how do I put this mildly? Um, a piece of moldy wet lettuce. This is Sandusky, not Ray. Ray seems like a good guy. Sandusky is a piece of moldy wet lettuce. Um, but if you guys follow Lexi DIY on, um, TikTok. She like always says crusty, dusty, musty. Literally what I thought of when I thought of Sandusky is crusty, dusty, musty. Just saying. So another theory actually that comes up and a lot of people actually subscribe to this theory. And even my father, like I said, he lives with me. I help take care of him. He's a Pennsylvania native. He acts I had a conversation with him, asked him, hey, do you know this case? This is what I'm going to be covering. You know, what are your thoughts? He seems to think, and a lot of people actually subscribe to this theory, like I said, think that Ray just walked away. And this theory suggests that even though Ray was, like I said, like, what what I said, like seven months away from retiring, he just decided enough was enough. He is going to tell Patty, hey, I am going on a road trip. I'll see you later. And he just, he took off to locations unknown. But Ray was a stay-at-home dad. From everything that I've read, he had a really close relationship with his daughter. So why would he abandon her? Above all people, why her? There are questions of why would he abandon his girlfriend, his career, his life, his home, you know, on the off chance that he's going to get a better life. No, those questions don't matter. Why would he abandon his daughter? That, that I think is the most important question. And like I said, everything that I've read seems to me that Ray seemed like a good guy. Did he make some mistakes? Yes. Do we all make mistakes? Yes. Do I fault him for not indicting Sandusky? I don't know. Maybe. Kind of. Crusty, dusty, musty dude. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Ray. And I just, I, I find it very doubtful that he just got up and just took off. That, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm firmly in the camp of the homicide theory that somebody from this unnamed motorcycle gang had something to do with it. Now, we're going to circle back to Roy and the suicide theory. So like I mentioned, Roy is 
Ray's brother. I believe it's his older brother. And like I said earlier, police combed through Ray's medical records. They combed through them with a fine tooth comb. They questioned everybody close to Ray. And everybody who knew him said he was not in a mental health crisis. He did not have mental health issues. And he seemed fine. There is no way possible that he just decided to jump into the Susquehanna River. Because that's what the theory suggests. Is that he jumped into the river like his brother. I, I don't think that's possible because if he did, his body would have floated downstream to a town called Sunbury. And I'm not too familiar, excuse me, I'm not too familiar with how the gases in the body work and decomposition and being in water. In Pennsylvania in April, it can be pretty warm in State College, you're kind of up in the mountains area, so it does get a little bit chilly at night, and those water temps are not going to be very high. So I feel like lower water temps, lower rate of decomposition, I don't know. If you're familiar with that, reach out to me, because I would be really curious to, to, to know what your thoughts are on the water theory. Um, but like I said, my, I subscribe to the homicide theory. I think there was something incriminating on that laptop and it was, it was big enough to take down some significant player in something, whether it be this gang or somewhere else. And they killed Ray and destroyed the computer to prevent whatever was on it from coming to light because you can just toss a laptop you know somebody me if I'm trying to destroy evidence I'm probably just I'm tossing the laptop I'm not gonna think about taking out a hard drive one I don't even know where the freaking hard drive is on my computer so I'm not gonna be like let me take it out because what no I don't know this is somebody who knew what they were doing they they knew. So this is my theory. This is the theory I subscribe to. Hit me up in the Facebook group. Let me know what you guys think. Because as it stands now, this is still an open and an active investigation. My brain is not working, y'all. I'm really sorry. So if you know anything that could thaw this case off and help bring answers to Ray's family, I'm encouraging you to call the Pennsylvania State Police tip line at 800-472-8477. Y'all said it once before, I'll say it again, say it with me. If you know something, say something. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my Nicole talk. So this is the puzzling disappearance of Ray Greikar. I please let me know what theory y'all subscribe to. Seriously, I am I am curious to know. Um, I do hope to see you guys back next week, and I hope that you stay spooky and be a good human. Goodbye. Wait, stop before you go. 
Don't forget to give me a rating and a review on Spotify, on Apple, on Stitcher, wherever it is that you are streaming this into your ear holes right now. Thank you very much. Join me on Facebook at Murdered and Missing, a true crime pod discussion group. Follow me on Instagram, Murdered and Missing Pod. Shoot me an email if you've got a case suggestion because I love getting those. Murdered and Missing 416 at gmail.com. Bye.